This show is fucked up. If you manual laborers would work as hard as the owners, you wouldn't be so poor now, would you? All right. Hey, fam. It is Phoenix Kalita hanging out with you in the wine cellar. Thank you for spending some time with me. Uh, I'm about to do some international news. Internacional. Um, mostly because folks DM'd and asked me to do so. They thought it was interesting to know what is happening in other corners of the world for stories that don't inherently involve Russia or the American attempted coup of Venezuela. So um, I haven't created a show opener yet. It's something I've been writing and planning. Not there yet, but let's just assume it's the fucking wine cellar. All the trigger warnings, people. Um, I mean, for everything, climate change, racism, sexual abuse, domestic violence, um, classism, ableism, all that shit, because it's the wine cellar. And I think William made a Facebook post about it once. We are not uh, the pleasure center where your nervous system, we're letting you know that something is wrong and it hurts. That's our job. So let's just get ready for what did Penny say? People acting people acting like total fucking assholes. Welcome to the wine cellar. So, uh, let's start with India. This story, I've been researching it a bit, and of course, I don't have enough nuance because I am neither Indian nor Muslim, but it seems like it's intended to be a good thing, and for the most part, the people I've seen being mad about this bill that just passed are Muslim men, and men in particular. So, I think that this bill is a good thing. So what they have done is ban the triple talaq, which I'm probably totally not saying right, but it's a thing in um, various Muslim cultures where you can say like three times to your wife, I divorce you, and then suddenly you have a divorce, like a legal binding divorce, and you don't have to file paperwork, you don't um, necessarily owe, you know, like child support or any sort of spousal support or you know, you don't have to debate in front of a judge who gets the house. You just say, I'm divorcing you and it's over and it's done and that's that. So, uh, after an intense debate of nearly five hours, the BG pay... Oh, BG... Check me out. I can't even say letters right now. Y'all. BJP-led NDA government won a major victory in the Raja Sabaha with the passage of the Muslim Women Protection of Rights on Marriage Bill... Uh, 2019 that criminalizes the triple talaq. The bill, which gets 99 votes in favor and 84 against, has already been cleared by the Lok Sabha and now becomes an official act. India rejoices today, said Prime Minister Narendra Modi, heralding the passage of the bill. He had been pushing for the legislation for the past two years, but despite having uh, been passed by the Lok Sabha once before, it stalled in the Raja Sabha due to BJ weak strength. An archaic model and medieval practice has finally been confide, confined to the dustbin of history. Parliament abolishes triple talaq and corrects a historical wrong done to Muslim women. This is a victory of gender justice and will further uh, provide equality in society. India rejoices today, he tweeted. The Muslim Women Protection of Rights on Marriage Bill passed by 99 votes. Upon assent of the president, the practice of Muslim men instantly divorcing their wives by uttering talaq three times will become a crime punishable by up to three years in jail. 
Ruling NDA, which lacks majority in the upper house, was helped by the absence of some members of the Oppen Congress, SP and BSP, and six TRS members, two MPs of the YSR Congress. Y'all ever notice that shit, though? Like, when we be reading international stories, everyone has, like, fucking, like, 27 fucking political parties. We have two. See what happens when you only have two choices? It would be nice if we had maybe three or four or five. People, like, and yeah, I know people, are like, you can vote third party, you can vote, like, Green Party or Libertarian Party, but, like, parties that actually have a fucking chance to win. You see what happens when all of a sudden people have to cooperate because you don't only have one other option? Shit starts getting done. All right, so the controversial bill that uh, all doubted would pass passed the test in Raja Sabaha, Sabaha, where the NDA still lacks in numbers, became a cakewalk for the ruling dispensation thanks to some shrewd floor management by Union Home Minister Amit Shah, among other leaders. A beaming Amit Shah congratulated Modi for fulfilling his commitment. Today is a great day for India's democracy. I congratulate uh, Narendra Modi for fulfilling his commitment and ensuring a law to ban triple talk, which will free Muslim women from the curse of this regressive practice. I thank all parties who who supported this historic bill. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of here for it. Uh, and it's, it is a victory for Shara. I'm nailing all these fucking names, y'all. Shaira Bino, Ishrat Jahan, and Afreen Rahman, Gulshan Praveen, Atiya Sabri, and Bharatiya Muslim Malia Andolan for waging this battle against misogyny, patriarchy, and vested interest. We fought it on the streets, in the media, in our homes, and in our centers. And we finally have the law on our side. It's a relief for Muslim brothers and fathers who have stood by the women who have faced this horrendous practice uh, and a slap in the face of regressive forces. Inshallah, our fight against polygamy, halala, and underage marriages will continue, said Zakia Zoman and Norjihan Safia Niyaz, co-founders. Whew, I'm nailing all these fucking names, y'all. Uh, the voting on amendments proposed by several opposition members to decriminalize the bill and send it to a select committee was met by the same fate of being rejected by 100 votes in favor and 84 against. Now, if y'all have, you know, anyone who's listening has uh, additional insight, please let us know. But based on what I've seen, what I've read, and obviously this is not my area of expertise, there's probably some nuance I'm missing. But based on what I've seen, this is a good thing for Muslim women because they cannot just be instantly divorced and um, subject to the social stigma of being a divorced woman, um, suddenly left with children or having to fight for some sort of visitation or custody of children, uh, left without any type of spousal support, any type of child support, any type of alimony, anything like that. Uh, this bill prevents that is my understanding. If my understanding is wrong and you know something else, let me fucking know. It's okay for me to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, just based on what I've seen and based on who's complaining versus who's praising, it seems like this is intended to be a good thing for Muslim women. So I'm kind of here for it. And speaking of Muslim countries, uh, this is Iran, I believe. Iran, Iran. I never know which one is the the technically proper way to say it because I hear both all the time. However, according to the independent.co.uk, women who take photos of themselves without headscarves are now facing a 10-year prison sentence. Yeah. 
So Iranian women who post photos of themselves online without headscarves could face up to 10 years in prison. They face the punishment for posting images or video online and for sending them to uh, also a name I'm going to fucking nail right now. Here it goes. Masi Alin... Alin... <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Masi Alinejad. Maybe. Uh, the last name is uh, A-L-I-N-E-J-A-D. A U.S.-based activist who founded the White Wednesday campaign uh, in Iran to oppose the compulsory wearing of hijab. The campaign encourages women to post photos of themselves without headscarves. The semi-official, uh, semi-official news FARS agency quoted the head of the Tehran Revolutionary Court, uh, Musa. Oh my God! Okay, Musa Ghazanfarabadi, saying those who film themselves or others while removing hijab sends and sends photos to this woman will be sentenced to be between one and ten years in prison. Wearing the Islamic headscarf is mandatory in public for all women in Iran. Those who violate the rule face up to two months in prison and a fine of 20 pounds. Of course, 20 pounds, because this is independent.co.uk. Scores of women in Iran have been arrested for moving their headscarves as part of the White Wednesday campaign. Last year, an Iranian woman was sentenced to two years in prison and 18 years probation for removing her headscarf in a protest. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Shapara... Oh my god, nigga. I can't say none of these names. Like, I feel so fucking American right now. Shaparik Shajarazade said she had been sentenced for opposing the compulsory compulsory hijab and waving a white flag of peace on the street. Um, that's a little bit fucking wild, right? That you, you know, and I'm all for people who want to wear a headscarf. If they choose to do so, they should be allowed to do so, but... This whole forced headscarf thing, I'm not really feeling it. And two years in prison, up to 10 years in prison, nigga. That's a little fucking extreme for that type of shit, okay? Okay. Um, Let us continue to... I know, right? I have absolutely nothing in the soundboard for, um, like, for international news, like uh, Segway sound clips, bumpers. I need to get some. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm behind on everything, y'all. Just fucking work with me. So Pacific Islands, Pacific Island states, declare climate crisis. Hmm. I mean, yeah, they're about to be underwater in the next fucking 10 years. It is kind of a fucking crisis, in particularly immediately right now for them. So Nadi, Fiji, a climate crisis has been declared in a special session during the 5th Pacific Islands Development Forum. Uh, oh, hold on, there's more. What is it with these fucking... All right, so the abbreviation is PIDF. Pacific Islands Development Forum Leaders Summit. So there's actually two words behind the acronym. Weird. Um, and the summit has echoed the global movement declaring a climate change emergency. The PDIF Leaders Summit had representation from 10 of the 14 member states, which are most at risk to climate breakdown, such as Fiji, Solomon, Island, Solomon Islands, and Timor-Leste in addition to regional institutions such as the Pacific Island Association of NGOs and the Pacific Islands Private Sector Organization and the University of the South Pacific. <sighs> Why are all these names so long? All right. Uh, a quote from... Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So it's not just Middle Eastern names. I can't say Pacific names either. But let's give it a go, shall we, love? Uh, a statement from Fenton... L- 
<laughs> uh, shit. I don't even know where to begin. All right. Latanatua Bua. Let's go with that. Uh, said, this declaration makes clear that the current scale of climate crisis calls for urgent action to phase out coal and other fossil fuels. The visionary declaration is a testament to the will of the Pacific peoples who have moved their politicians to show committed actions in confronting the climate crisis. The collective futures of Pacific peoples depend on us being able to push back against the fossil fuel industry, fueling this climate crisis and towards equitable and just solutions centered on people. This is what is at the heart of this important international statement. The Nadi Bay Declaration on Climate Change Crisis in the Pacific was tabled to members and outlined proposed actions that, uh, to urgently increase efforts to respond to the climate crisis. It recognizes the urgent responsibility and moral obligation. <laughs> Little do they know that corporations do not feel moral obligations. Y'all in danger of Will Robinson. Uh, so the moral obligation of fossil fuel producers to lead in putting an end to fossil fuel development and to manage the decline of existing production and the need to ensure phase out of coal power to achieve the Paris climate goals. Just a reminder, I know William says it all the time, but he's not wrong. The Paris Climate Accord did not go far enough. Um, it actually wasn't going to drastically alter climate change as much as it needed to be altered. So uh, so this calls on, uh, these are quotes, the global, community to, to, ooh, the global community to seriously take action to urgently address the warnings uh, of the IPCC special report on the dire consequences and lack of uh, urgent actions to address climate change and sea level rise. All coal producers to immediately cease any new mining of coal and develop a strategy for a decadal phase out and closure of all existing coal production. All parties to take immediate measures to relinquish the subsidies to fossil fuel production and use and support a transition to appropriate and affordable technologies. All parties to welcome the IPCC uh, special report on the 1.5 Celsius and the upcoming special report on the ocean and cryosphere in a changing climate and the special report on climate change and land by the 25th UNFCCCC Confederation of Parties to meet in Santiago, Chile on uh, in December 2019 and relevant parties to the Kyoto Protocol to refrain from using carryover credits as an abatement for the additional Paris Agreement emission reduction targets. That's a whole lot of words to say that climate change is going to fucking kill us. So stop it. Right. I mean, that's ultimately what they're actually saying. And of course, you know, if you're considering how small I don't think people necessarily realize how small a lot of these islands in the Pacific are. You know, when you think of like, you know, countries in Africa or Europe or, you know, states in America, there are almost I think almost every state uh, in America is larger than almost every uh, chain of islands. Um, in the Pacific. So, you know, except maybe like Australia, if that counts. Um, so, you know, it's a thing when we talk about uh, rising sea level already in the Marshall Islands. And, you know, we've covered it. There's stories of people in the Marshall Islands who literally get up in the morning and have to take like buckets full of seawater out of their backyards due to, you know, climate change and due to sea level rise. Their uh, islands are disappearing. So if we want those islands to still be here, we definitely need to fight climate change. We definitely need to stop the coal production. We definitely need to use renewable resources. But, you know, I think the big thing here is like there's all this focus on the independent consumer of, you know, if you just recycle or if you 
use uh, stop using plastic straws, you can make, uh, you know, this huge dent. And it's like it's actually corporations. The United States military is one of the biggest polluters in the world. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's awesome if everybody who can stop using plastic straws does so. But that's not going to put a dent in shit as long as the United States military industrial complex is allowed to flourish. So, you know, I'm just saying I'm just saying. But, you know, we have to kill capitalism first. Can we abolish capitalism, please? Who's with me? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And of course, speaking of climate change, hmm. Hundreds of reindeer. No, I don't want to register for free to get your newsletter. Please don't do that to me. I hate when I'm trying to read stories and I get these fucking pop-ups and shit. All right, so here we go. Uh, Hundreds of reindeer have starved to death on the Arctic islands due to climate change. Researchers have found so many carcasses in Svalbard in 40... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that over. Researchers have never found so many carcasses in Svalbard in 40 years of monitoring monitoring the animal's population. More than 200 reindeer have died of starvation in the Norwegian archipelago, archipelago, right? Archipelago. I suddenly forgot how to say the word. I'm pretty sure it's archipelago of Svalbard with scientists blaming their deaths on climate change. The wild deer carcasses were found on the Arctic islands, which are on fire this summer by researchers from the Norwegian Polar Institute, a.k.a. the NPI, which said it had never logged so many deaths at once in 40 years of monitoring the animal's population level. It's scary to find so many dead animals, said project leader Ashild Anvik Peterson. Uh, He told the state broadcaster NRK. This is just one more example of how climate change affects nature. It's just sad. Svalbard's capital. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't say. Okay, so I can't say Pacific names. I can't say Middle Eastern names. And I can't say fucking Nordic names, Scandinavian names either. So Svalbard's capital, Longyearbyen. Wait, is that literally Longyearbyen? Because I know like this is like related to English as far as like history of the language so does that really just mean like it's a long motherfucking year nigga is that the name of this place all right so svalbard's capitals it's a long motherfucking year nigga uh the northernmost town on earth is thought to be warming quicker than any other settlement on the planet climate scientists warned earlier this year the milder temperatures in the region have led to an unusually heavy rainfall in December, leaving a thick layer of ice when the precipitation froze. This meant reindeer could not dig through the hardened tundra to reach the usual vegetation they graze on, according to the NPI. Uh, Svalbard's reindeer have been observed eating seaweed and kelp when food is scarce, but these are less nutritious and can cause stomach problems. A relatively high number of calves born last year increased the death toll as the youngest and weakest are often the first to die in harsh conditions. Some of the mortality is natural because there were so many calves last year, but the large number we see now is due to heavy rain, which is due to uh, global warming, said Ms. Anvik Peterson. A team of three scientists spent 10 weeks investigating the population of the Svalbard reindeer earlier this year. Researchers warned that the decline of reindeer would cause unwanted plant species currently kept in check by the animals grazing to spread across Arctic ecosystems in Europe, Asia, and North America. Arctic reindeer and caribou populations have declined 56% in the last two decades, according to a report by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration uh, from last year. The report said food security was partly to blame uh, for... Wait, what? Hold on. The report said food scarcity... 
oh, sorry, food security was partly to blame for what? This, yeah, yo, this saying's got me fucked up because it's like repetitive and it's fucking me up. I'm just gonna read it as is and hopefully it'll make sense to y'all. The report said food security was partly to blame for was partly to blame for falling herd numbers. There's like a typo in there somewhere and I just can't get my head around the sentence to figure out where it is. So food security is partly to blame for was partly to blame for falling herd numbers. Y'all make it make sense. I don't know. Uh, While warmer summers also could put a... What the fuck is this set? Oh, man. This is off the independent.co.uk. They usually don't have typos that fuck me up like this. But this is all one sentence. Okay. I know. how I like how this has become around this one fucking sentence that I can't read instead of the importance of the article. But here we go. The report said food security was partly to blame for was partly to blame for falling herd numbers while warmer summers also could also put the animals at greater risk of diseases spread by flies and parasites. I don't know. That sentence fucking happened. Whatever. The average temperature in long year bin, it's a long motherfucking year, has risen by 3.7 degrees Celsius since 1900, more than three times the global average of about one degree Celsius. In 2016, the entrance to the the town's doomsday seed vault, which stores specimens of almost all the world's seeds, was flooded following a heavy rainfall. Yeah, climate change is going to kill us, and people are still like, you can't prove it's a real thing. And, you know, I've said it before, but I'm not going to stop saying it. Just remember, as, you know, right-wingers and whatnot continue to deny science and continue to um, deny climate change, remember that, like, Trump's golf resorts are asking uh, for permission to get permits to build seawalls for sea level rise because of climate change. So, you know, who's winning, who's losing? Obviously, the rich people think they're going to win. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, anyways... I think that's all I have for international news. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at my show notes right now. Yeah, that's all I got. So let me get up out of here. I got stuff to do. Y'all got stuff to do. Y'all don't just have hours upon hours to listen to me talk about things. So uh, let me get up out of here. If you like what we do, you can always hit us up on paypal.me slash phoenixandwilliam or patreon.com slash Fund. Please stay as safe as possible wherever you are. Do something nice for yourself. Do something nice for someone else. Don't forget, it's my birthday. I'm just really excited about that. Anytime I live another year, I'm like, wow, I did the thing. So, you know, feel free to send me a happy birthday uh, message on Twitter at negress 2 ps 2 T's, 2 S's. In the meanwhile, let me get the fuck up out. Yeah. All right. I'm going to see y'all later.